Hello and welcome to the Point 99 podcast. Episode 10 of season 2 can mean only one thing. It's the finale once again. The last 10 weeks have positively flown by. Uh, I'm kind of sad in a way to, to only do 10 episodes and draw a line under it for the season, but I'm going to stick to my guns, I'm going to stick to the plan, and I'm going to start preparing for season three. But more importantly, is I'm going to have a few weeks off, have a nice bit of rest, and really get some relaxation in before Amsterdam rolls around. Before I get too ahead of myself, let's get the episode underway, and I have an absolute belter lined up for you today and that really comes down to my guest Omar Stanley Pusodis. I have been looking forward to speaking to Omar all season actually before the season even started I've been looking forward to the day where I could have a good old chat with the absolute legend he's a mega star in content creation I would say he's an influencer, but having had the interview with him just the other day, he doesn't like that word. He doesn't like to think of himself as an influencer, even though I know and I think many others know he is a massive influencer. He helps so many people feel confident to lace up their shoes, get out for a run, and he just makes the whole running environment so much more approachable. So, yeah. I was delighted with the chat that I had with Omar. He made life so much easier for me. He did all the heavy lifting and I think that will be conveyed in the interview. Very few questions were asked on my part. He just, he took off and he ran with it. And that's what Omar does. He is an absolutely phenomenal guy. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty much a little bit of a fangirl about him and that will come in the introduction to uh, to the interview. As always, I'm going to have to do the introduction. It is part of the course now and I did forget about it last time round and I had to add it in afterwards. But let's get on with it. For new listeners, the Point 99 podcast is a running podcast for runners by runners. If you're new to running, we hope to have topics and discussions that will help you along whatever path your journey is taking. Or for any seasoned runners, maybe some stories that will have you empathising with our experiences. Whether it's lessons we've learned during our own journeys, embarrassing stories or heartstring pulling moments, we hope you'll stick with us and we'll try to share some good vibes, motivation and positivity and hopefully we can have a laugh along the way. It may have taken 20 episodes but I now have that whole spiel memorised. I don't have to look at any scripts. Uh, I'm going for the more organic approach so yeah. It'll stick with me for season three. I'll just have to try and remember it now when I'm out running. It can be my little mantra. I can try and remember the introduction. Let's get on with some news from the wider running community and some fantastic events taking place over the weekend. First up, we have a new event, the Run Right 5K, which had a few familiar faces down taking part. The event itself has been set up and organised by David Wright, an absolutely amazing athlete in the Instagram community. And uh, oddly enough, a Scottish athlete that doesn't have underscores or spaces in his Instagram handle, but that is David Wright 1989. Give him a check, have a check of the event, which is at run.right. It looked like an amazing day. Some great photos coming out, but uh, we did have, as I say, familiar faces from the community. We had Kaylee, the Happy Diet. We had Jace, the Edinburgh Runner. 
Stuart Rowan was there as well. Stuart runs a lot and also George Easy Miles. Like I say, it looked like an absolutely amazing day. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get down myself. David had contacted me in the past and asked if I was interested, but uh, maybe next year, fingers crossed, he had a phenomenal um, event. I won't use that word too much, as I say, but uh, hopefully had an amazing event and it happens again in the future because I'd be keen to get down there, especially if there's so many familiar faces taking part. Next up, we have the Cumbernauld 10K. Now, I know for a fact I'm going to miss a lot of people here because I only saw two chaps appearing on my feed at the event, and I know that's not correct. So, as always, shout at me, let me know in my DMs that I missed you, and I will put out an apology. But first up, we have Bob Burrow, my fellow short, short fans. Uh, he was at the event absolutely smashing it and having a great time. But moreover, we had Ryan Miller of the Press Play and Run podcast doing some volunteering work and pacing as the 45-minute pacer. I've never been an official pacer at an event, but good on Ryan giving back to the wider running community as he's doing a lot across a whole spectrum of different things. He is constantly giving back. So kudos to Ryan for his pacing efforts and helping people get to their goals, helping people beat their PBs. It's a, an amazing thing to be doing. Now, finally, a uh, massive shout out to everybody that took part at the big half, but especially last week's guest, my good friend and previous co-host, Runnerman Steve. I am glad to say that Steve was still smiling at the end and uh, yeah, a bit of a cheeky PB scored as well. And I think there was a few PB scored across the whole spectrum of events over the weekend. So massive congratulations to everybody you had a belt of a weekend for it. I hope you're all feeling great now. You've done your easy kind of recovery sessions back into it. And uh, yeah, it's been looking like a great week for everybody so far. For myself, it's been a fairly quiet affair over the past week and over the weekend. No park run at the weekend. Um, I thought I would have a well-deserved lie-in on Saturday. And even with mileage, I've been very, very um, restrained, I think the best way of saying, um, because I knew I had tired legs. I was tired off the back of the 24 and I'm very conscious of trying not to burn myself out on the road to Amsterdam. So I took it easy, some easy miles, some slower paces. In fact, I did try and get out for a half marathon on Sunday I did get the distance but I really did struggle I know where I went wrong I know my nutrition my hydration all that side of things was not ideal and I really just pushed myself to get back but lessons were learned you're always learning as an athlete so I know where I went wrong and I know where I can build but otherwise moving forward into the new week Again, very, very calm, very restrained, still feeling some of the effects. So I'm about to hit the road and go for a run after I finish recording the podcast. Maybe get five or 10 kilometers in, just take it easy. I've still got like five, six weeks to go. I don't want to burn myself out, but I am definitely feeling the 16 week program to be a lot harder than doing the 12 week program. But on that, I want to shout out anyone who does a 16-week program for a marathon. I have no idea how you can do it time and time again. 12 weeks is such a compressed uh, affair. I, I get that and it is hard in its own right. But for 16 weeks, 
I've I've not got the end in sight yet, and I am absolutely zonked all the time. I can see where Ryan was coming from when he was talking about his road to Edinburgh and just how tired he was feeling. Back to 12 weeks if I'm doing another marathon after this. I really do not like 16-week programs. I'll cover a little more about my plans and what I'm going to do in my off time before season three comes back onto the airways. But I'm conscious that my chat with Omar did go on a little bit longer than I had initially planned. I didn't want to take too much of Omar's morning, being the massive time gap that we had. I was at the end of my day. He was at the beginning of his. But I absolutely loved every minute of our chat. And like I say, there was no actual intro to it. I just hit record and yeah, Omar ran with it. He did all the heavy lifting and uh, I'm, I'm super appreciative for the man giving me some of his time and hopefully in the future we can touch base again. We do cover a lot of interesting and important subjects. There were a lot that we didn't and we did have post-recording chat on the hate that can be part of the community. There are things, aspects of the community that we don't see that often, um, but they are they are there and I would like to shout them out wherever possible. Unfortunately, I didn't get a recording of that, but just be mindful, whatever you say to people, it does have consequences. Uh, you might not think what you're saying is bad, but you've just got to be nice. If you can't be nice, again, I said this in season one, to quote, um, Rob from the What the Fartlek podcast. If you can't be nice, get in the sea. Um, but I won't dwell on that too much. As I say, there were bits and pieces we didn't get into the recording. I'll hopefully have, have him back in the future. It was an amazing opportunity to have him on. And uh, yeah, at that, I'm going to let it play. And I will record a little intro just to fangirl just that little bit more. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of sitting down with an incredible influencer from the Instagram running community. Having followed his justifiable rise to running community royalty over the past couple of years, it's a massive privilege to be joined by the man himself today. He's a passionate runner who has been inspiring us all with his running journey, be it with content pre and post run or reels that bounce between informative and inspirational to hilarious and motivational. But it's not just running on the cards, there's plenty of strength and conditioning to boot as well. There's certainly a reason he's absolutely shredded and is making massive strides in his running journey. And that could be summed up in one word, dedication. But before I fangirl too much, let's finish the introduction and welcome Omar Stanley Pesodas to the show, better known as Omar Runs Napa, uh, we've been following each other for quite a while, but I don't think we've actually, like, other than just DMs, uh, it'd be good to kind of just chat. Um, I, I'm also conscious, though, I don't want to take up too much of your morning because you've got work to do as well. <laughs> I do. I have. It's okay. I did move some things around, but uh, I know you and I have been trying to get this to work, so um, we'll make it work. Yeah, I would have I would have done it a lot earlier before now, but I'm kind of, I'm glad in a way that I that we didn't because with your marathon just having taken place. I mean, there's no better time to cover anything, but, but now, um, yeah, it's a good timing. Actually, it's a good timing. If uh, some of the recordings I did a lot earlier than I would have liked, but maybe about a month or two. And then 
there was uh, different runs or things on and I kind of missed I missed the boat with some of them but um yeah yeah and I'm looking forward to this I have been for I have been for a while yeah absolutely so yeah just just it just happened Uh, I'm still like processing my entire it's just insane you listen I I never run marathons before I started running, running marathons this year yeah. Um, I decided in late December of of 2022. Hey, actually, I, you know, I, I could do a marathon. You know, that was basically what I thought. You know, just you know, prior to that, I never thought, I never, never thought that I would run a marathon. You know, it, it wasn't. You know, my 20s. That just sounds like a lot of miles, and put your body through that, and and um, and then as I started to think about it, I'm like, hey, why not? You know, I'm, I'm, why not go for it? So. Um, I signed up for CIM, which is in this December. Yeah. Um, and I, and that was like a year. So I'm like, okay, I have a whole year to train. And I'm like, wait, why not just do one in the, in, in early, in early 2020, 2023. So I signed up for Napa, my hometown. Yeah. But I had a conflict. Um, I actually, my, my brother-in-law, um, got engaged and got you know it's going to get married and he is going we're going to vegas las vegas so okay and it was that weekend so of course i couldn't miss his wedding so i had to cancel the marathon super bummed about that but excited to go to vegas but i also then look, was looking for another marathon and then i started i saw la and just you know an hour flight from from where i'm at and that's where i i that's the first marathon and uh and and i i started training for that and it was fantastic it was it was very different from from Napa because the LA Marathon is, it has a lot of hills, so yeah. it, it has a huge um, elevation gain, which is what very different. Napa is very flat, um, so that was a different type of training. But I was hooked after that. I was I was hooked, and then I signed up for Santa Rosa, which happened um, last uh, last week, <laughs> um, and then um, and then CIM is happening. So it's just a trajectory of what's happening. It's pretty insane. And then the timing of it too, you know, a three a three sixteen in LA, a three oh one last weekend, which is insane. I never thought I'd even do that. I mean, I'm going for it now a sub three in, in yeah. December. Um has been pretty awesome and I'm excited. And I think uh, you know, it's just an awesome ride that I'm I'm just kind of writing this this out and, and it's been an awesome adventure. But other than that, I think the this account when I created in, in November of 2020 has also just then like I never thought it would be what it is now. Talking to you, know, make podcasts, talking to you, partnering with Nike, all these things that had happened. Um, I never thought it was even a thing, yeah. Um, until I just started posting my runs, and somehow things just happened organically, and it's been a beautiful ride. No, I really, mean, it's been justifiably a so as well, though, because every every. I think every piece of content you pop is just super inspirational and really motivational. Um, I think it's a justifiable rise. I was I was doing that. I, I think every day I, I I I like everything you do, but then even going back and looking back, it's just it's insane the amount of the main of increase you've had in such a short space of time, really. But as I say, it's yeah. justifiable. I mean, it, it's it's really great stuff. Um, yeah. So no. I, I, I will say it to your podcast, and I know you, you you talk to other runners, you know, that have one as big as you. <laughs> well, no, but you have people, <laughs> and I don't even think it's 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 it's, it's, it's it's insane to even say that to think that. But I, you know, I I I would I wouldn't say that I just started 
from nothing to something. I've, I've been active. I, I was never athletic. Yeah. I was in band when I was in high school. I played the drums. I never really was the athletic type. I never even went to, the, went to the gym. I didn't, you know, I didn't care for that. And then I started to work out, do weight training, and I liked that. And I started to run, you know, as part of cardio, you know, to warm up, yeah. you know, things like that. But never, you know, because my husband would just said, well, you know, you, you were active before, you know, before you, you became a runner. Um, but I was, that's true. But I think there's a, a concept that changes when you dedicate your time to running versus just doing it as a K a warm up or a cool down at the gym or a quick mile, two, three mile run. That's, that's great too. But then taking that into the training for a marathon or a race or having it be part of your life, you know, it's a very different shift that happens. And I think it did it, that's a different type of dedication. And I would say that it's been the hardest thing that I've ever done. And I've, I've weight trained. I've, I've been 15 pounds heavier, um, you know, lifting heavy weights. And I think running has been, the most humbling thing for me that I've ever done because it's sometimes it's good. Oftentimes it's hard yeah. and you know it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's no, there's no rhyme or reason. Sometimes you, you can eat the same every day. You can do the same things you're doing, get the same amount of sleep. And just some days it just, it's like a switch has been turned off and you just have no energy. Exactly. And it's so, it's a mental struggle sometimes but that's what i love about this, this sport is is that is is the mental the mental strength of it um you know somebody was asking me what did you do different this time around you know from last time now this certain things different but i also learn to endure pain and it's a it's, you know marathons are hard yes they are <laughs> as a second timer maybe as many that me somebody that's done 20 of them it's it's a hard it's a mental thing it's always hard it's never going to be easy you just know how to endure that pain for you know you know how it feels yeah and so I was, when i was in the pain cave at mile 20 21 22 i'm like oh okay i know how this feels i know this is gonna this is painful you know you know your legs are getting tired things are starting to ache you know yeah but at my mental I'm like uh, i got this mental i was like um there's no way this is gonna you know defeat me i worked so hard for this and this is no way this is gonna define like no that's the change i think whereas yeah. before i would okay I would step back or let, you know, just take it easy. Okay. You know, it was, it was just mental change there. And I think that's the, for me, the biggest difference is the mental, the greatness that has changed in me. Yes. Cause I had, I knew I was going to get it. It was no doubt in my mind. I was going to go for that goal. I went so dedicated into this race that there was nobody could convince me otherwise. So with you know, that though, it was the one minute forty that that must have hurt more than any of the pain that you experienced over the whole marathon. So close to a, so close to the three the three hour. That's insane in its own. But then having that small margin, yeah. yeah and you know, my coach and I talked about this, and um, so we were training for a three hundred three. The difference between a, that and a sub three is a lot, you know, that mm. even that, and you're, and you're right in the, the you know, where can you plug in those, that difference? Well, when I structured my plan, um, it would have changed it a bit. The tracing would have been a little, a little different. It would have changed maybe the way I ran that race. Um, I had no regrets. I wasn't going for a sub three in this case. So I, but I knew a, a three or three is what the goal was. And we talked about sub three. We talked about that. And, and he's like, if you're feeling great, you know, you could start at this, you know, at this mile and start, in, you know, basically a progression of it yeah, yeah you know start easing going you know pro progressing down and i was like okay i i didn't want to risk it because adding that 
added risk to the overall result. Or what if I do cramp? What if what if you know this does happen and I don't even miss I miss the three oh three altogether, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I think I was I think I'm a sub three condition. I'm at least at two fifty nine, I would say that. Maybe. If I was to give it harder. But um not that I wasn't. I just this goal was to get a BQ. Yeah. But you're right. I another table, I don't I don't think about that too much, I guess. Um because I knew going in it was a 303, 301 is even even better. You beat um, you you went with a goal, you got better than your goal. So I fell off towards the end, yes. Yeah, yeah, as close as it was, it really doesn't make head nor tail to you because it's it wasn't your goal to get sub three and you have a goal in your next marathon to get a yes. sub three. Yeah. And yeah. that in that race, as you know, CAM in, is a, it's a perfect course. It's a fast course. The energy is gonna be insane, I think. Um, that I I'm, I will that's the goal that that's the race I want to get so three so you know starting the year for three sixteen and the year with the sub three I think it's a great it's a great uh it's trajectory. insane hopefully, I, but hopefully everything's fine hopefully my my body is rested hopefully I don't get injured all these things that external factors that that I yeah. just can't control yeah. um, hopefully I have a good race as you know sometimes it's not your day it's not you know so the weather um, might not be the best exactly where exactly. you are it always looks beautiful <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i said i was i've been lucky in and that in even in napa so it's yeah i still see it seems like the world is having like this heat wave right um in my little bubble it's been very very cool i've been i don't, I don't have the humidity that most of you guys have i don't have those high heart heat days we haven't had those here we've been lucky so I'm not taking that for granted. I do make poke fun of the, you know, you know, we can't wait for you know for spring, but or for fall for cool weather. So I have like right now it's kind of overcast, it's cool. I have friends come run with me and they're like, oh, we get it. You know, you, you can recover much faster in this in this weather than humidity, because that takes a lot of energy, yeah. a lot of effort, you know, that drains you. You sweat a lot more, I would say. Sweat a lot. Um we're really humid here at the moment. Uh, we had a, a, a bad spell of of weather, but it's getting very humid again, and it just it's not pleasant. Your body just right. can't breathe. No, it's one thing breathing yourself, but the body can't breathe. Right. So you've got a nice yeah. dry heat though. We do. And very <laughs> cool. And misty because we're by the bay. So we get that mistiness of it too. So it's, it's, it's been very, really lucky to have that weather. We were saying there with, with missing out on Napa's marathon itself. Are you planning to go back next year and, and pick that one off as your home? So my first... My first half marathon was the Napa half marathon in 2022. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to go back and do the, the full eventually. The problem in this case, it is in March. And then I, if I get a bot, if I, if I get into Boston, I will do Boston. Mm -hmm. That's been something that I can't even say, I can't believe I'm even saying that out loud to you. Yeah. Like, this is insane. I'm still saying that given like when I started, when I started this year, I never thought that was even a thing. That, could, that would be a possibility. Uh, I just wanted to complete a marathon. That was my goal. There was no, you know, no, no time. I just wanted to complete a marathon. I knew like I had a condition in me. Eventually, I think I want, I want to do the, the Napa Valley marathon. Um, if I get into Boston then I won't do it. Well, and you then, can do it anytime. And you've, 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 you've exactly. certainly, I thought you were a lot younger than you, than your post said you were the other day. <laughs> I thought you were the same age as myself. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm 36. <laughs> you're, you're a baby. You're I am, a baby. yeah. <laughs> I'm 44. Yeah. I, I get I get confused for a lot younger, I guess. Um, I am 44. Um, that's 
it's, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's good living. Jeans. That's what it is. Yeah, good jeans and good it's, living. It's a line. It's a line. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that that uh, I have time to do the Apple, um, but also if I see I am, if I get a good number there, then a good time. Then I will do Boston in twenty twenty five. Yeah. I think, and then but next year, I think the approach for next year for me would be to not worry about BQing or PRing. I want to, after, you know, next year, if I do Boston, I want to have a good time. I want to run for fun as well and enjoy the marathons. You know, I've been really focused on timing and pacing and PRing that, um, and it's not a bad thing. It, it drives me. It's been a driver for me. But I also want to run a race that I don't have to worry about PRing. And I just want to enjoy the, the atmosphere, right? Um, I think oftentimes, and for me, this particular race last time, it was a very small, by the way. It was a very, it's a local race, not that big. CIM is going to be massive. I think LA was my biggest introduction to like a, what a big race looks like. Yeah. It's it's well-produced, tons of people, so much energy. I loved it. Um, Santa Rosa, very, very small, very, very like a local race, you know. Um, so I could, I could focus on, on that in my pacing and, you know. But I also want to enjoy and take it in, you know, do the bigger ones. You know, I'm thinking of doing it New York next year. Um, and and that one I just want to have a good time with because I hear it's a, it's a fun race. Um, so I, I think I want to also just pivot from the PR inside of things and just enjoy enjoy racing. So with with Boston definitely being on the cards and New York for fun, would you consider then looking at the rest of the uh the the big marathons to to get the six done would that be on the cards in the future possibly <laughs> and the, and and it's funny i never thought that would be a, an even a thing but i think that that would probably my husband was like you're probably going to do that eventually right on so you're probably going to get bored you're probably gonna want a new, a new challenge and, and strive for that so the answer is possibly yeah you can't rule it out no, no, I would never, I, I, I would never say no to this going forward, just because I, I never thought I'd do a marathon in general. Yeah. Um, and then look at me now. So, um, I, I, I would say it's a possibility for sure, a very strong one, but in the future. Yeah, get get the, the the main the main immediate goals out the way first, and then see, see what yeah, kind of takes yeah. on from there. Absolutely, and and I would say that um. You know, prior to even training for a mar- for for any marathon, I was just running for fun. I was really running for 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 me. I love I love the way I felt. Um, I started running consistently in May of 2020. You know, with the pandemic and everything closing, and I was in the worst sh- shape ever. And, and I was drinking every single day, um, snacking. I think it was just the w- it was just the world was was in chaos, right? Yeah, and um. And I felt into this hole that I, I felt comfortable just in drinking and eating junk food. And it wasn't like me to do that, but I was doing it. And I looked in the mirror one day and I'm like, didn't recognize myself. I'm like, yeah. this is not the person that I, that I kn- know I, I could be. And I, and I looked at pictures. I'm like, wow, I don't see myself in this person. Um, I don't think I was very happy. You know, I think I was just probably depressed or, or going through things and I was coping with, with drinking and, um, I'm not a big drinker, so that was surprising as well. But I'd, I'd gained weight. Um, I wasn't really happy, and but I was content. Yeah. And then going from that, starting to run, I, I went for like a quick run, and I remember this is me not knowing any, you know, 
I'm so much better educated now about running, but I had a, my old Nikes um, that I wore and they were probably like 10 years old, but they were like, they were fashion Nikes. They're not even running shoes. I don't, I didn't know about running. I, this is how, how much of, I've certainly I've weren't carbon plated. <laughs> yeah, but, no, they weren't. They were old that I wore for fashion I, and I started running in them and I got shin splints. So I started running. And as you know, the rule is ease into it. Don't go yeah. too fast, too soon. You know, things that we know now and we preach and we advocate and we say it and say it and say it, but I did not know that then. Um, and I started running and, and these shoes and I got shin splints the first month and they were so painful. And so I, they, I stopped that for like, for May to June, I, I, I ran and then I, I got injured. I was out for about two months because it was, it was so bad. It was just me trying to, to, to start something so quickly. And, but I love, I love, I love the running part of it. I, I just felt great. I felt like I was doing something and then I got shin splints. So I started riding my bike a lot. And then when they healed, I, I started to look then into the proper running form. Um, what, what running shoes. So that's where I started to get, educate myself on the proper gear, how to ease into it. You know, the best practices for a beginner, which actually are very true. And though you see that probably in every other post that people are saying, um, it's very true. Yeah. I wasn't so I wasn't in social media then. I was I was I didn't have an, uh, the account that I have now. So I was just figuring out myself. I you would YouTube and I found somebody named Nick Bear, which is owns a BPN company, and he is a this big dude that was doing marathons, and I was very inspired by by him. Um, and um, and I I learned a lot from his channel on proper running and proper shoes, and. And and since so, so back I started running back in August of 2020, and then since then I just uh, I've I've loved it, um, and haven't looked back. So I what, looked back. what convinced you then to to take your journey onto Instagram more more specifically on Instagram because there's so many other avenues and, and, and opportunities there. Um, yeah. So, so what was the driving force there? Yeah. So I have a private account that I would post my runs, and you know. As you know, if people, if uh, my family or friends, if you're not a runner, they don't need, they don't care, you know. <laughs> um, and I'll be honest, they, they do get it, but I they get it now. I think it's a different perspective now. But initially, I was supposed to, hey, I ran five miles today. I ran four miles today, and uh, they're like, cool, you know. And um, and I'm like, oh, there's, there's got to be a community. And I didn't know there was a running community in Instagram, social media. So I started to search for that, and and I found certain runners, but I I wanted to separate. I didn't want to bombard my family and friends with running posts. And in in that time, I was also following other accounts, not just runners, but I was like people that just things that I, that inspired me. And I was kind of I was going through a cleansing phase. It's kind of funny I'm saying this, and I haven't said this to anybody, but I started to really add perspective to like what my goals were, you know. You know, I, I was following certain accounts that I would probably never have that body type. I would never achieve, you know, things that I, I, I would inspire, but never really, I probably would never get to. I just stopped following that. You know, I taught, for me, it was more toxic. So I, I, I did a cleansing of everything and I, and I started fresh. So I want to start a new account with, and starting like from, okay, we start with just running and follow folks, folks that inspire me. And I don't mean these big names, yeah. you know, Instagrammers. I mean, like just local people that are running for the fun of it, right? That's how I started. And I started posting my 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 every my every everyone for accountability, because 
you know, I didn't have that support system at home. No, not, not that it didn't care, but it just, they weren't really aware of, 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 of running like I was. And they, though they, they, they were supportive of it, they, you know, I was looking for a, kind of a community. So I found it in social media, I found it in Instagram right away. And um, quickly I realized that it, there was many people like me just posting their daily runs and um, you know, weekend warriors, or you know, people just start starting off, and I and I found that community, and that's how I started. Um, and every day I was just posting, and posting, and it started growing very slowly, by the way, organically. Um, I didn't never force anything. I never thought it would be whatever it is now, but I wanted it just to connect with folks. My purpose was really to connect with people, and it still is. My number one is, and you know, my engagement is pretty good. I want to connect with people. I want to know what you know. I want to cheer them on. I want to support them. And that for me means more than the number of followers I have. That that's so not the point of this. If you're here for that, then you're missing the point of this yeah. community. Yeah, and I think you know? some people fall into that trap. I know. I know when I first started out, it's so easy. I suppose from from our generation as well to to get caught up in numbers and get caught up in wanting to be liked. But when as soon as you get past that, you actually start seeing the people around you. You start speaking to the people that matter because the people that are there for numbers they don't care about everyone else they just care about numbers um so those that mm-hmm. aren't, aren't necessarily they're they're going to give you the honest comments and and you're going to be able to have, have more of a social impact then to them as well um so was it mostly just photos to begin with or were you still doing reels as well did the reels kind of take off fairly early or is that something yeah, so- you've just been kind of stepping into so I started just posting photos um, initially, just and even then I, I, you know, I didn't have a Strava account even, so I was tracking it. And um, what was I using? I was using some, not Strava. Another tool I was using. Garmin um, or the Garmin app or the no, the, the Nike no. app. I'm a new I'm I'm a new I'm a newbie for Garmin by the way. So I came back even <laughs> even in I got a Garmin in Feva this year. I will I'm an Apple. User. Uh, right. Yes. I do have a Garmin now. Um, I have a Garmin now. <laughs> I don't, I, I, when I run, I run with both, but I, I, I'm, I'm in tech. So everything's in my house and my, it's all, I'm all Apple. I'm all connected. So um, we'll talk about that next. That's a, that's a, <laughs> that change, that was a, was a big changer for me. Um, but photos first, I was using um, something, some, some, some tool to track my runs, but I then started Strava. I started, I created a Strava account. And it was cool to see just my 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 overall mileage. And at the time, I was just posting um, my runs. And then I live I do live in a beautiful area. I would admit it's beautiful here. So I wanted just to show, okay, see, this is where I'm at. You know, tend to be you know behind wine vineyards and and artwork and stuff like that. And it was probably a whole year that I just was doing that. It was just what I was doing. I didn't even think about reels or videos at the time. And then. Um, I did read an article that um, talked about, and this is where me initially, okay, well, how can I reach more people? How can I get, a, 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 you know, how can I reach more runners? Yeah. Well, reels is the way, you know, videos are the way to go. So how can I connect with more people? So that, that's how that that started off is to connect with other folks. Um, so I started, reel, started reels a year after. And quickly I realized that that was like a huge, you know, view, the views on those just were in, insane compared to just photos. So for example, stay, my, how do you stay so creative with it though? I mean, like I, it is just something that just happened. It was, I, I can't, exp, I cannot explain it. It, it just is. 
I, I'm constantly thinking of these ideas. I have a, my, my, my notes in my, in my phone. I, I, I constantly just, <laughs> and I'm constantly thinking of them. And it's just fun. It's like a fun creative outlet. So I, I will tell you this. So, you know, I'm, a, I'm an engineer. I've been in, in, I've been in an office situation for most of my career. With COVID, I came home and like everybody else, and we work remotely. My current job is a remote job for me. There's an office location, but I work remotely. I'm an extrovert. I feed off people's energy. So I think I have this creativeness, this outlet, this energy that I need to channel somewhere. And because I'm in my office the whole time with nobody around, my husband, and he's up there working, but I can't bug him that much. I needed this creative, creative outlet to let loose. And I found Reels was that. And at first I was okay, am I sharing too much? Am I being silly? But you know what, like, who cares? Just be authentic and just do you and just see what happens and it, it's been great. So since then I, I started doing reels and um, and funny, and I started making fun of runners. It just, it we're, it's not, a, it's not such a serious thing, you know, you know, though we do take it serious sometimes, it's just, you know, I make fun of myself, or I make fun of myself. I think that's what caught folks is just making fun of runners, um, mostly on myself. You know, and I think that's what people gravitated towards um, initially. So that they be, does become kind of a comedy wheels I was doing, making fun of of, of runners, uh, things that I discovered myself I was doing, and that kind of kind of hit a, a um, it hit a note with people. They, they it's it's a it's a it's a bit of a niche because there's not that many that do similar things to the way you're doing it. And I think I've mentioned it a couple of times. But I love the reel that you did. And I think you shared it a couple of times now as well. The reel you did with the uh, recovery tools, the um, oh. foam roller, the massage gun, and just walking past it or, uh, <laughs> every day, every day walking past Because we all do it. We don't do it nearly as much as we should. And that's a, so that's one, that's one example that we owe. And many of us, including myself, have been saying, you know, things that you should be doing foam rolling, massage gun, you know, every yeah. day, you know, I keep your legs fresh, you know, how do you run, you know, this, by doing this, you know, I think we're, we're selling this to people and that's, it's not really true sometimes. We're, we're saying what to do, but we're not doing their stuff. I, I don't do it all the time. I'll be honest. I don't foam roll as much as I should. I do the massage gun almost every day, but I'm not foam rolling or stretching or all these, I should be doing more of it, but the reality is I'm not. So, I'm making fun of that because people are really feeling like you should be doing this. And of course that makes sense from a concept and getting better at it. But I could tell you from a person that, it, you know, has been right, I don't do it all the time and it's like, I'm okay. Um, but, and I'm older, I'm 44. <laughs> Things do hurt and, yeah. and I do formal, but um, I don't do it as often. And I think that was a, a fun one to do because we all claim that to do it or talk about it or, um, you know, every micro influencer, I say micro because they're in the world that are just little, little micro influencers trying to say things. And I'm sorry, I don't see I'm an influencer. All these people that are online. <laughs> are you, well, you are, you are an influencer. No, I, I think, I, was I it? hate that. Sorry. I'm a con, I threw content creation, creator or something. But yeah, I, you are creator. You're a so, creator to yourself, but you're an influencer to so, to so many through everything you're doing because I think because you are making you're making fun of yourself and, and the way the way runners are and you're adding humor to it you're showing that, that it's a serious running serious but at the same time it's not that serious and uh, there's a lot of a lot of obstacles that could be overcome with humor as well 
Absolutely. Well said. I agree. <laughs> and, and I don't mean it well when I make fun of it. I'm making fun of myself. I think it's just yeah. since I discovered. So it's okay from it comes from a good space. Yeah. And I, I felt that I thought that's been received well. You mentioned your husband a couple of times. Um does he run as well? Is he athletic? Oh, I know he's athletic from having seen photos of his together. You're both very, very well defined. Um, but is he a runner? Or I'm assuming he's cycling a lot as well from some of the some of the, the footage that you've got. He's either running next to you and it's a very, very good uh, gimbal on the camera or he's cycling. He's cycling. That's a trick. Um, he, yeah, he, so he's, he's had a, a really awesome journey as well. He's, He's probably in the best shape of his life, um, working out um, and cycling. He's not a runner. He do- he doesn't get it. Okay. He does not like running. And I and I and I go. I get it. I mean, it's not for everybody. If you if you if you don't enjoy it, don't force it. Um, I love it. I felt like I was kind of built for it. You know, I just it just I I love the, the I love running. Um, he does not. He he hates it. Um. He also hated when I was training for, and I've been training for marathons because, you know, as you know, it takes a lot of time and yeah. it consumes your life. So he's like, when do I get you back on the weekend? So we can go hiking, you know, do something together. So I'm taking a bit of a break before CIN. So we're you now hiking and doing things together because um, it does really consume. It's really certainly does. Life. It certainly does. That's, I've, I've, for the three marathons I've done so far, I did two 12 week programs and then a three, four week program because I came off the back of an injury and I wasn't going for any time. But this time around, I chose to do a 16 week program and I'm finding it so difficult. Anyone has a 16 week program, it's a different mental game. It's a different physical game. I'm just finding it so, so difficult, so draining, but then that's probably me as well, going a little bit further than I should with, with my build up to it. But uh, no, you're right. You're so tired a lot of the time. You need to, you feel you're eating a lot more, drinking a lot more. And most importantly, you're not in a lot of the time. My wife, I'll go out walking with the dog and I'll be out for two, three hours. And you think, well, it's a long yeah. time out of the day that your, your loved ones aren't getting to see you because you're, you're pushing for something that only matters to you at the end of the day. Yeah. A fantastic point. I think you, you made it there. I, the yes, the first two have been the long training plans for me have been pretty long, and they're grueling. You know, when you're in a oh man, they're they're just really grueling. Primarily, if you're doing like a speed work and then a long, long run with maybe some surges in there, it, it takes a lot of out of you energy wise. And um, and are, are you take you take a day off? Which are, are you? What's your typical? Are you doing like a day off or two days off? Or are you running almost every day? I, I run every second Today. day. Typically every second oh, day. Got it. Okay. I, occasionally I will do back to back, but that's now. Uh, but previous to that, I would only ever run a Tuesday or Thursday. Um, I would go to park run on the Saturday, and then I'd do a long run on the Sunday. So usually only about four days maximum in a week. Got it. Okay, so your weekends are taken out by running. Yeah. 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 That that's that's tricky for your spouse because that's maybe the time we just want to hang out together, right, or do something. So. So yeah, so so yeah, so I think going into CIM, I'm gonna fine tune a little bit. I don't think I'm gonna do such a long training. I I I I'm pretty conditioned, maintain maintenance, and then tweak a little bit towards you know closer to it. Which of course with some training in place, but I'm gonna take some time some time off and, and go easy. You yeah, this is my got first a really week. good foundation there now as well. Right. This is my first week back, by the way. This is my 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 second run since the marathon. Um, today so i'm just easing into it 
and it feels good. But the legs are still, it feels a little sore. I'm, I'm feeling it, you know, I'm still recovering. I, I gave it all I had. So I, I'm, and I'm feeling that. And you, you still it's look all- super fresh at the end as well. That, <laughs> you, that's either very good act, but you did look no. super fresh. I, you know, I wish it's funny. The One of the mo- most comments I get from my social media is, do you even sweat, dude? You don't even sweat. You don't even run, dude. You don't, you didn't run these miles. And I'm not a big sweater. I, I don't sweat that much. And um, I wish I could have people. Um, I met people on runs in a, in a, in a, you know, I'm not sweaty. But I met people when I'm running. They're like, hey, you know, I'm like, no, you know, I was not. So I met somebody, I was not 18 into it. And I wasn't sweaty. And he didn't. He was like, oh, you started? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not 18. And um, he's like, oh, you don't, you don't even sweating. I'm like, I'm not a big sweater. So I don't sweat that much. Um, unless it's, it's also the climate here. It's not that humid. You know, of course, given the conditions. Um, but it's the case. It's not, uh, it's not, I'm, you know, I'm hurting. It's, it's, it's hurting. It's, it's, it's not an act. It's, it's really, uh, it's, it's, I'm not a, just, I don't sweat that much. I suppose it comes from your strength and conditioning as well, because you are, you are doing a lot of gym work. I haven't seen very much in the way of, of, of selfies from that perspective. I suppose because with the marathon being so close, you you were focusing more on the running than the the strength and conditioning side. Yeah. I, I think it's a good balance. And I think what has made me a strong runner is that I was strength conditioning before, um, you know, and I think that's, that was, that has been a good foundation for me. Um, So leading to this and also I love running. So I think leading to this and understanding kind of the, the the nutrition behind it you know the some principles that do overlap you know the you know the nutrition the you know the consistency of it all having a plan all these things that that, you know that work i love weight training as much as running um i love going to the gym pushing weight i'm not a big you know i'm I'm not a big person and you know i would never be the biggest in the gym but i also I, i i love going in there and just feeling good, like pushing away. I went, you know, I ran this morning, I went to the gym as well. And I love that. I need that balance. Towards the end of, of American training, of course, I didn't do much weight training because I wanted to really focus on my on, on my legs and, and, and body, make sure that I was as fresh as possible. Mm-hmm. But I'm back at, to strength training. And I think it's a big part of um, a runner is to definitely do some strength training. It'll help you. You know, I do like work, I do like workout once a week. I do upper body. Um, for me, I, I'm, I'm more of a, I like, come up like a hybrid athlete. I like to do it both. Um, and I, it's finding that balance, you know, um, and if I'm running, I prioritize running over strength training, but I don't neglect strength training. With being hybrid then, is it, would anything outside the field of purely running interest you in the future? Do you think like maybe try duathlon? Cause you've mentioned cycling as well. Um, Ironman maybe. Would they be on possible horizons for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I would not say no. I, I in my twenty, I'm forty four now. In my early twenties, I did a, I, I did a triathlon. I did a, a, a small ones. Yeah, yeah. I, I do sprint tries, right? Very, I could think of four mile run, uh, twelve. And I'm sorry, I'm taking miles. Um, You're fine. I, I can work in miles. Most of my <laughs> listeners prefer miles. They think I'm weird okay. with kilometers. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say I apologize to everybody listening out there if they're like, "What are you saying?" Um, but I prefer so it was a, a small triathlon, and I like that. The issue for me would be the swimming part of it. I, I I'm a terrible swimmer. 
I will need to really practice that. And I have not done that often. And then, so, you know, the triathlon was in open water. It's a whole different concept than, than swimming in a pool. You know, when you see the bottom of the pool and you're in open water, it's a very different, um, even a mental thing. So maybe I, I, I would say, I, I would say that that would, if training for a marathon consume my life, I can imagine at this point what a triathlon would, would do, right? Cause you need to consider all three aspects of it. Um, Wow, that, that seems like a lot. Maybe in the future, down the road. That's maybe one to convince your husband to get into as well, because he <laughs> looks like a swimmer. He's got that swimmer physique about him. Yes, I think he. The running, though, I gotta. The running part is the, the hard self. Yeah, the hard self. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I'm noticing as well. You're sporting your Nike, uh, your Nike branding. There is that part and parcel of your team Nike uh, range or. How much do they ask of you as a as a yeah. uh, member of the team? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, and I think that I was going to say that this is wild that that this has happened, and they reached out to me. A lot of folks asked me, "How did you get? How does? How do you get sponsored by Nike?" And I'm like, "Well, I in prior to Nike, I've been sponsored with other smaller companies here in, in the U.S., and they just they find me through online and they like what I do. And Nike came across, they send me a DM. And they're like, hey, um, and it was a Nike. It was like their, mar- their marketing team. They don't themselves go. They send a marketing team, by the way. Yeah. So if you ever get a direct Nike, uh, I would question question that's <laughs> legitimate. But there's a marketing team sent asked asked to talk to me, and then they they wanted to they say we have this big name brand. I want to you know work with you. Um, would you want to meet with them? And and, and they're like, we can't disclose who they are. But at the meeting, Zoom call, well, you'll know who they are right away. And I'm like, sure. You know, I'm like, are you for real? I got you. And it's always hard to know what's real, not real in social media because a lot of companies, you know, as you as you yourself, you probably get a lot a lot of emails or a lot of DMs about product lines or you know, try these out, try these shoes out, this this cream or yeah. or whatever, you know. So I wasn't sure if it was gonna how truthful this was until that I had Zoom call and I saw Nike switch in the background and there was a board of people and they had a PowerPoint and I'm like, wow, this is insane. Um, so the deal is I am sponsored by Nike. The conditions of my of me and, and you know, they they it's a paying gig. Um I could only wear Nike uh, on social media, um, both TikTok and Instagram. Um what they asked for me is just to represent myself and you know, where there's stuff and, and I get to try, you know, the semi every the cool latest shoes, you know, basically everything that I, I, I it's a, it's, it's, it's a it's hardship a very, by the sounds of it. It's a very hardship, you know, <laughs> say they, they sent me all these awesome things um, to try out and, 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 um, and give my honest opinion. Um, prior to Nike, you know, I would say, and I'll be honest, I, I, I would run in Saucony's. Um, the Saucony endorphin speeds were the ones that, kind of change the perspective of running for me. I'm like, oh, wow, you know, I shoot that, you know, because, you know, when you're going from, like, you know, shoe splints to a, a, a regular trainer to then a, a shoe with the plate, it's a game changer. Yeah. Um, but I would I but I but would race with Nike, so I didn't have marathons, and I, w- I would use the, the Nike. I prefer a Nike Vaporfly to race, and I race with other shoes. Right? I, I try other shoes out, and I, I think I always went to the Nike Vaporflies. So this was, to me, like a natural, like, oh, yeah, I love the brand, of course. Um, so I'm, I'm po- I do a few posts a month for them, 
um, there's events that we'll be doing together. Um, and but they don't demand much for me other than kind of representation of the brand. They're more they're more happy just to let you be you and and yes, which I which I think I've I've had yes and I so I said no to many other because they want to control what I, I could put out there. Yeah. But with Nike, they're they're like, we like your authenticity, we like what you do, what you represent. We want you, to, you know, can you know, so that was kind of like, you know, don't change anything that you're doing. You're, this is kind of what we're, we're saying. You, you could post uh, whatever creativity you would want to do it. It's do it the way you, with your voice and your perspective. It's very subliminal then, because it's. I suppose the the nearest comparison that I have is when you see anyone from the Brooks Run Happy team, both international and UK based. I I am assuming uh, that Brooks asked them to change their names because it will be Sonso Brooks Run Happy team. And that's quite a change for me, whereas those Nike being argumentally a much bigger, well-known brand, they're quite happy for you to just continue being you. That's that's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have a, in fact, when they had this outing recently, the Brooks um, Run Happy, and I didn't realize there were so many. There's a lot of them. <laughs> a lot of them. Yeah. It's a lot of them. I never run in Brooks. I, I was sure that I, I still need to test, you know, even after maybe after Nike, I'll test it. Unfortunately, I can only run with Nike. And, and I don't mind it, by the way. <laughs> I, haven't, but, I haven't tried Alphas or Vapors yet, and I would like to give them a go. Um, I run predominantly in, in Brooks. Uh, I enjoy it, but you're right. There's so many shoes feel so different. Hoka are very, very good for me, but they're also bad for me. I, I go a little bit too crazy in them. So I would love to try Nike at some point, but Again, it's 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 not my immediate. <laughs> it's no, something in it. the future. No, absolutely, I get it. Um, back to the the Brooks family mm-hmm. thing, and I think it's this oh, in perspective. You know, I love what they're doing. I think it, it, they're anybody coming that does like a positivity or you know showcases you know runners. You know, I I, I love that. And I think Brooks does a fantastic job um, with that. You know. I would say Nike doesn't have that type of, you know, I think Brooks, they don't, they don't, they're not taking this out and doing an outing like this. They're just kind of do your thing type of deal. Um, I don't know the Brooks deal, by the way. I don't know how that, I look at if it does for those folks. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're just giving free things in my uh, situation. And I want to be honest here, just right. I'm mm-hmm. getting paid. I'm getting, it's like a salary. Like, but yeah, it's, it's I don't a, think they're getting paid. I think they get paid in kind. So they get a box full of items. They have to do a, yeah. an opening and they get taken away. And again, I believe they get, they, they get paid for them. They got taken to Portugal a couple of years ago and they get taken all around wow. Wow. Uh, and they do a whole, they, they all do a, a massive thing together um, a couple of times a year. So that's, I, I know a couple of the Brooks runners. So I, it's always on the, I'm on the periphery. So I, I I learn a little a couple of little bits, but I don't think they're getting paid. So I suppose then if you're getting if if it's an income and um your agreement is to purely wear Nike, then they're not going to necessarily be saying okay, you got to come to this event, you got to come to that event. There yeah. there, there are stipulations in place for you. To, you're already doing everything that, that needs to be done. Right. So for me, it was a very natural a natural end, you know, and. It, it was like a, when they presented the offer, this is last year, and I'm like, yes. I mean, how can I – and this is fantastic, you know, to associate it with just the, the brand, and I love the brand. Um, I know it's it's had some some controversy behind it, and, I, and I'm and i not ignorant to that. Um, but 
um, and you know, with with Nike, as you know, either people love it or hate it, and and it, it's 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 come with a lot of you know of that as well. Um, but I think people just have strong opinions about everything and anything, yeah. you know. So, you know, so when you say you never tried Nike, oh, the vapor flies, I understand. There's so many shoes I haven't tried half of them either, you know. And I think for me, going back what you mentioned about kind of the hookahs, you know, good or bad for you, socket is for that for me. Um, I mean, I they for me, I was running too fast with them. Some of, yeah. and I love the way I the I love the way they feel and they run. But I, what I realized, and it is you know this as well, is that you know the eighty twenty rule, which I think we've we all have heard about it, and but I, it's it's very true. What, what what changed for me is using a shoe that slows me down for the purpose of that. And I found in Nike, I I, I found a rotation, and, and I love that. And 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 I and so I'm I'm really good where I'm at here with with them, and I'm happy with with the product. But I needed to find a shoe that worked for me. Yeah, you know, um, with when training for a marathon, you know, if you're like a a, a, a runner that doesn't care about racing then i think any shoe it's fine you know as long as you're happy there's just so much opinions about about what to wear when not to wear how to run when not to run do you care about pace the mileage all this all these things that we 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 put out there at the end of the day it doesn't matter as long as you're happy and you're running for whatever it is that you're running for right yeah um likely so with with nike so another thing about this account that has has happened to me is I didn't realize the the business side of things. I thought, you know, early so early on I got these endorsements and these deals, you know, with Cliff, um, you know, Disney, Disney um sent me to Florida for a week and um and all these other brands that I can't name, but I've partnered with them <laughs> as well. But everything has been everything has been like a pain aspect to it, you know. So I, I started making money really early on, like year one. And I'm like, this is insane. I'm like, people are getting paid. Like to to and, and I didn't realize that was even a, a thing. And and now it's like a full on, it's wild. And and you know, I have Nike, I also have Amazon. I have an Amazon so far, and I work with Amazon as well. And um, and that's pretty awesome itself. Like they come to me and I find with them in a different space. And it's just another, it's like this, these things are just generating income. It's pretty cool. But it's but not taken away from your love put, of running, though. That's the main thing. No, is, is no, no. You're no. still enjoying it. It's not just turning into a job. And we all no, love our jobs, but it comes hard after a while, doesn't it? Yeah, I would say that the the best part of this is that all these companies that I have worked with in the past and working with now have had told me just be creative, you know, do your thing, and that's probably the best thing they could say because then it doesn't feel like a job. I'm just doing my content and doing my thing and it just feels like like i'm still running yes you know running itself you know well just take like the job part of it i think training for a marathon training for something at some points just feels it just you know the the my point i was trying to make is before i was training for a race i didn't want to train for a race and hate running yeah because i need to i need to follow this particular program right and I know folks have gone burnt out by training and then, you know, they, they stopped. I was nervous that that would happen to me, that I would, I would train for something and then I need to go out and train for this. And I'm like, I'm not feeling it. I, I'm hating training right now, but I think it's on the opposite for me. I think it's challenged me in ways that I never thought I would be challenged. Primarily, like I never done speed work before. I love doing track workout now. 
I always get nervous going into it because I need to like hit certain numbers, you know, and I'm, I, I get, you know, butterflies and antsy and then the night before I can't sleep. It's so weird. It still happens now. But once I hit the track and once I know, I'm like, everything goes away and I'm like in the zone. And I think those are the, those are the things I'm taking away that it, it's, it scares me and it's challenging. And that's, that's, that's what I love about it. Um, now, the, every, the easy days, the days they just go out there and just do like an easy, easy run. Um, those are days are not always fun to me because they're just boring runs. Yeah, and I'll be yeah. honest, you know, like 80% of the ones are, are boring, but they need to be done, right? I think um, that's where it's important to have something to listen to um, or have something to do. If you're if you're going and you're you're doing a video, that's your distraction. That's making the easy run a little bit more bearable because you've got something to focus on. Because you're right... I, I hate going out for the easy runs because you're just it's taking forever. I don't want to do it. <laughs> yes. Um, I was listening to your podcast to, to your episode um nine um today in my in my run. So see, see it's just more enjoyable when you listen to it. And it, hey, it, right. You are just zone out and just listen to that. And that's been my approach as well. I think podcasts have been my has been my my thing when, or, or audiobooks. So music sometimes um depends on on the training. But I, I think that the podcast side of it or audiobooks slow things down for me. Um, and I just kind of zone out with that. I mean, so many things you've mentioned throughout the duration of our conversation and it, the track as well. It just makes me think of different reels or different things you've done. And it's, that's, <laughs> this has been so awesome to have this chance to sit down and chat to you. Because the, the track, I think not so long ago you done where it was um, track etiquette and of, of yes. where you run and where you don't run. Now, I don't do track at all, so I wouldn't have known that. But then seeing you sharing it, it's 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 given me that knowledge. So I didn't know there was rules either when I so luckily there's a track near my house that is vacant. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes there's school and, and there's children and you can't use it, you know, during school hours. But this track is vacant. So I'm I'm lucky I, I get to use it. And there's been situations that I've seen folks, you know, on on the first, you know, I so I think that I know. The fast folks lane one, two, and three typically, right? And then four, five, and six, or seven, eight, whatever the, the, the slower folks. Typically, these lanes are are empty. So um, I get lane one, but I didn't know, and I warm up in lane one, I'm going super slow. I didn't know there was etiquette there. So I'm maybe hogging in a, a lane that I shouldn't hog. And, but there's folks that I see there with, running their, with their dogs in lane one or running the opposite, or, um, you know, oh, wow, this is not right. And then, there was a sign that I saw and it had the rules and oh, that makes more sense. So yeah, learning the etiquette is, is important just so you don't do them, but it's okay. You don't know it because I didn't know them either until this year. And it's okay not to know because you just don't know any, any better, but there is, there are rules to the track um, that you may, you could follow. And I think in this case for me, there was nobody in there most of the time. So it was fine, but I've been in other tracks and there's been more people. And now I'm, I'm more aware of myself and what trucks to, to what lanes to use and stuff like that. So um, it's interesting. Those small things that inspire you, inspire the reels. Yeah. And hopefully exactly. for a long time, it will continue to inspire you because it's, it's a daily, it's a daily dose for, for many of us, including myself. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I didn't, I'm surprised. So you don't, you do, you don't, so you don't do a lot of track workouts. So you, you're doing a lot of your speed sessions just out. Um, yeah, well, the, it comes down to uh, geography with where I am. The, the nearest mm. track to me is uh, 30 minutes, 45 minutes drive. Mm. 
Um, and I, it is in the city I work in. I only work there two days a week. Um, and when you go there, it's 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 either club times or um, there's set sessions on. It's not it's not practical for me. So everything that I do is road or trail. Um, so if it's a speed session, it's road. I completely get that. I for my house, I could get many road, primarily roads, yeah. but also go to trails. Yeah. And I try to avoid driving. I mean, that, that's just killing more time on top of your long, you know, adding, adding more time to your long. And then run. you've got to put or your if, keys somewhere. And <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. So I try to avoid that, too. There's some times that I want to change and I, I, I would do it. But primarily, I'm at the door and whatever yeah. I could get, you know, that that's where I'm at. Um, it helps me out, too. There's some stoplights that I, I try to avoid. But, you know, after that, I, I get pretty good trails here. So I'm with you on that. It's yeah. just I'm trying to minimize driving and maximizing my time because it, it really takes a lot of time to get to run and I want to come back in, on time and that's been a whole day. That's it. If you have to drive somewhere, that's even more time out of your day and then you've got your run and then you've got to get back. And Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm now conscious. I'm seeing the time. I don't, I don't want to take up much more of your day. So I think before we finish... Um, this is actually none of this has been based on any questions. This has been so natural. I had a whole, a whole base, a whole uh, line of questions lined up for you, but you've you've done so much of the hard work for me here. It's been fantastic. <laughs> uh, um, for anyone that is starting out, and I think because your your running journey is still really in its infancy, um, being as you said, twenty twenty, and more in twenty twenty three now, even though it's coming to a close. Anyone that's starting out, what's your what would you be your your guidance to anyone starting their journey uh, the most important parts that you would say yeah i would say that that's a great question i would say that just start don't overthink it you don't have to be a certain weight a certain time in the, the year to start i would say just start and once you start the first thing i would say and suggest your folks is really investing in a good pair of shoes and i can't stress that enough i think i got injured the the first month I ran because I did not have the good pair of shoes. I had old shoes. I got shin, shin splints from it. Um, really, they were just worn out. Uh, and looking back, it was silly of me to even do that. But I didn't know any better. And I would say folks that may, may not know, they might just go into their closet and get those, you know, 15-year-old shoes they may have and just put them on and run. It may not be the best for them to do so. Um, I know a lot of folks, they go to a running store and, you know, get, you know, fitted and, and, we don't all have a luxury, honestly. You know, we don't all have the money to pay for that. And, and you know, I've I'm very frugal. You know, initially, you know, so I I I've never done the the fitting part of things. Um, but trial and error has worked for me. You know, and I would say that just going going into a a going into a running shop and maybe in the shoes are a good deal. But oftentimes they're expensive as well. And I want I want to acknowledge that not everybody could afford these expensive shoes. And that, and and let's be very truthful. So folks may just go to a local mall and, and buy shoes but that's a good start for if you don't have a, 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 sh a shoes i would also say that start slow ease into it um is definitely the key um take it from me i got injured because i went in too fast trying to do too much um start slow and be patient because it takes time yeah if Meaning, what if whatever goal you're trying to achieve, or if if you're trying to run a certain amount of time, just be patient, and and it takes time to build up to it. Um, I know it took me a while, 
and I would say just have fun at the end of the day, you know, enjoy what you're doing and, and know that some runs are not going to be great. They're going to suck. Sometimes you're going to be in pain. Sometimes and that's just sometimes normal because, you know, running is not, a, you know, you might be sore. You're like a little, little, little sore. So, um, you know, just be consistent and, 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 and do it. Um, don't spend, don't overthink it. Spot on. Um, I mean, I can do more. I can say more. I, I, I can go into, <laughs> I can go into taking rest days. You know, it's okay to take yeah. a rest day. It's okay. It's okay to not run one day. You know, when I was training for a marathon, I had a strict, a, a strict schedule that I, I, I wanted to follow. And, and I am, I'm a stickler for that. I'm like a machine. You put it in front of me, I'm going to execute. My, problem was i wanted to do it even though i shouldn't have so i what i've learned in this training block is to take days off yeah and take it you know so looking at on the overall weekly schedule i'm okay i can't i shouldn't i'm tired i'm taking today off or tomorrow off or the next day off and it's fine it did not it did not hinder my overall performance i would say i think it probably helped me so i took many days off um and i didn't always hit my paces and that's okay as well and all this is fine, you know. It's just being consistent um, is the key. From everything you said there, remember you're not a machine, Omar. Hey, you, are, you are human, and everyone's human, and we have our good and our bad days. <laughs> exactly, and I have some, I have bad days as well. I, yeah. you know, and, and those days I just take off, and 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 it's okay. And that's what I've learned as well. Okay. You know, I because starting off initially, when if say you're say you're you know, luckily I have a coach as well. And the way this came about, which side note, I'm telling stories. Um, somebody said when online, hey, do you have a coach? And I'm like, I don't have a coach. He's like, so what are you doing if we don't train for this marathon? I'm like, well, I have a online plan. He's like, what about? Do you want to? Is it okay if I take give you pointers? And that's how this relationship, me and my coach, started off. And it's been a fantastic, a fantastic journey. And I'm so great, so grateful that this happened. And and he. Coached me for the first marathon, coached for, for this second marathon, and um and I learned so much from my coach. But I also know, and I want to be very clear that we, we all cannot afford a coach, and that, that's okay. There's a lot of times online that people could do, and and it's okay to skip a day if you can do that. You know, it's just it's because you'll be like, what does it mean? You know, you know, we gotta hit these miles this week, and it's it's it could be daunting not having to talk to somebody with the, you know about that plan. And and I will tell you first thing that it's okay to to not always hit those days in your training plan. Well, I'm going to draw it to a close just now because I think we could go on forever, and I'm I would love to get you back on. Um, but I suppose maybe maybe as we work our way down and you get through your next lot of goals. Uh, but thank you very much. I'm going to actually read read a little bit now. Thank you very much for joining me today, Omar. Um, your dedication, passion, and insights you've shared. Uh, really resonate with myself and I'm pretty sure it will with the listeners as well to help us uh, inspire oh, so you help, you're helping inspire many of us to lace up our shoes and chase our goals and personally I can't wait to see the what the future brings for you Boston and beyond Awesome, thank you so much it's been a fantastic um, time talking to you, I appreciate your time Like I was saying before the 
recording played. I absolutely loved every minute that I had talking with Omar. He graciously gave me an hour of his morning. He'd been for a run and he was going into another meeting just afterwards, but I loved speaking to Omar and I had been looking forward to it for some time. His rise to Instagram fame has been justifiable and I think anyone that follows his content will agree. He has amazing reels, he has amazing takes, his dedication and hard work is paying off and yeah, I can't wait to see what the future holds for Omar. As much as I follow Omar on a pretty much daily basis, whenever he pops up, he, he does pop up at the top of my feed because I interact with his content. And like we know, if you're interacting with someone, they will appear at the top. Anyone else that you're not maybe interacting with as much does kind of get funneled down. But before I get digress, um, I wasn't aware that he was an ambassador for some of the companies he mentioned. I knew about Nike, um, although... It was sort of confused by not seeing much in the way of um, promotion of the brand. But having listened to what he was saying and knowing that he's getting paid for it, um, but the hardship of life that he can't wear anything but Nike. I mean, that's 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 really got to be hard, hasn't it? Getting all the, the branding and the clothing sent your way and that's all you can wear. Um I didn't know about Amazon and I didn't know about a couple of the other ones, but now I think about it, looking back at some of the reels, seeing Amazon boxes and etc., it makes sense now. It's all subliminal and they aren't asking him to be something that he's not. They're just asking him to continue being the awesome content creator that he is. And I think that's amazing. They're letting Omar play to his strengths and uh, supporting him along the way. So like I say, I can't wait to see what the future holds for Omar, especially in his running journey. He was so close to getting the three hour or the sub three hour marathon. And again, from someone who is goal driven like myself, to see someone so close to three hour or so close to sub three hour, but that wasn't his goal. He 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 beat his goal of three hours and three minutes. And to get a three hour one minute and 40 seconds and not feel that that one minute and 40 seconds hurt that's a completely different level of athlete altogether from people like myself that are just trying to push and we're all pushing but at the same time we we see that what one minute uh close to where we are wanting to get to and it's a it's a massive stumbling block it's maybe a different mindset altogether to think about to really approach things differently. And I'm definitely going to learn from my conversation with Omar. Fingers crossed and all being well with the podcast, we can get him back in the future, especially after he demolishes Boston. But on that topic, let's talk about what's happening with season two's finale and anything that's coming in season three. I haven't given it much thought at the moment, I've got a few projects on the cards, but I am coming back for season three. Season two has been a challenge. Getting a weekly podcast out is a massive time sink. It does take its strain and have its pressures. I am enjoying it, but I might 
look at winding back just that little bit. Now that may mean going back to a fortnightly podcast. I may just continue with a weekly now that I am up and running with it. But between now and season three, I may do all my guest recordings and just make my life as easy as possible. I do have Amsterdam to worry about. I don't know how long the break is going to be. I would estimate probably around about four weeks, four or five weeks. And that takes me very, very close to Amsterdam. So I may have to do quite a lot of pre-recording. I could wait until after it's done, but then that's a month and a bit down the line. Maybe a bit too much of a wait for some people. And I don't, as much as I'm not driven by numbers, I'm not driven by statistics, I don't want people to forget about the point 99. I want it to be fresh. I want people to go, you know what? I haven't heard that in a while. Season three starting, let's give it a listen. So my plan at the moment, as I've kind of hinted there, is, is to stick it a weekly, but get everything ready and prepared well in advance of season three dropping. With that in mind, I will always listen to any shouts for guests that you might have. Now, I have a few on the cards. I have brands that we didn't manage to get to this season um, or that I've been in discussions with in the past and we are planning to get them on for season three. There are Instagram influencers or Instagram community members There are people that I either have agreements with to get on or I would love to get on. But I also want to hear from you guys. Who do you want to hear from? I have already heard from Bob Burrell and he has given me a fantastic um, suggestion. So hopefully we can build upon that a little more on that in the interim. We'll put out some content on that as well if we can make it happen. But um, Yeah, you let me know who you want to hear from. I'll make contact with them. I'll see if I can get them on the podcast because there's no point in me putting someone on the show that people aren't interested in. I am here to give you the opportunity to hear from the people that you would like to hear from, the people that you communicate with on a daily basis in the community and the stories and journeys that mean the most to you. But that's about it. Uh, I'll just cover quickly some of the platforms or places you can find out more about the podcast. I will be posting in the interim on different uh, platforms, as I say. So I'll be on Facebook in the search bar. Just search The Point 99 Podcast or you can go to facebook.com forward slash The Point 99 Podcast. There'll be some content going up on there. Instagram, of course, The Point 99 Podcast. I will be posting other content on there, probably a little bit of duplication and overlap. We have our Discord server, which is slowly taking baby steps to being more of the community hub. But I know it's difficult because it is an app that a lot of people aren't familiar with. We have the website, which is www.thepoint99podcast.com. That will be making steps and evolutions in the interim adding in gated content, private members area, etc. A lot of plans, a lot of uh, things on my wish list. So let's see if we can make that happen. It's been fantastic to see all the faces wearing the merchandise as well. So if you are interested in supporting the podcast, now it doesn't support me monetary. I have no interest in making money from the podcast. It's really just about 
sharing uh, the podcast as a whole and by doing that on a t-shirt while you're out running someone sees the branding gives it a listen that's all great but it's more important to support the guys over at twisted running who are supporting us and partnered with us so if you are interested we do have the single t-shirt there at the moment um i think it's quite a nice design i like it i'm going to order myself another few colors but i do have another design in the works and hopefully we can get that up in the interim and ready for season three but just to reiterate if, if you would like to support me in any way that's the best way to do it supporting by sharing and um supporting my partners is the best way you can support me as a whole of course if you do end up buying one of the t-shirts tag me i want to do a collage of everybody eventually but it's been great to see all the folks wearing stuff so far. I love how they feel. I love how they look. So hopefully you do too. Finally, you can also join the Strava run community. Now, as Ryan Miller pointed out in season one, all you need to do is join the community and almost forget about it. But it gives you the opportunity to see your fellow runners, see the routes that they're doing, the efforts they're going to and the plans that they're working with. You can find us at the Point 99 podcast on Strava, but you can also go to the website. Uh, if you hover over the home button, it brings a drop down and you can hit the Strava and it'll take you straight there. Then the last place that you can get in contact with us, if it's not through the DMs, you can drop us an email at the Point 99 podcast at gmail.com. My email is always open if you have anything you want to share if you just want to drop in for a chat i'll be there to read your message give you a response it's the same on my own instagram page in my own dms on the pages dms and you can get me at mr underscore steve underscore runs and i do enjoy a good chat maybe don't respond as quick as i would like sometimes like I've been saying, all season work is manic at the moment. I've got a lot of projects on. I take a lot on board, but I love doing it. But I also love speaking to and hearing from you guys. That's it for me, though. There's no fear of this episode being anywhere near of the monster that the season one finale was. I've tried to keep it as compact and compressed as possible, as I have with every episode this season. But uh, I'll just reiterate that. You let me know what you want to hear in uh, season three and I will do my best to provide it. In the interim, please continue listening to all the other podcasts in the wider family or the wider running community, the Adventure Blether Girls, Press Play and Run, What the Fartlick, and you probably are already listening to them in advance of listening to me. But if you don't and you fancy checking them out, go and check them out. They are all amazing amazing people and uh, yeah just share the love and uh, yeah that's that's about it until season three rolls around keep up to date with the socials but otherwise stay safe enjoy your runs and you'll hear from me soon <laughs>